Talking Landscape Photography with Christian Fletcher and Cohen. Before we get into the show today, just a big shout out to our mates, our mates at ALP. That's Australian Landscape Photographers. And uh, the reason I mention you guys is, um, you know, we all look at your work all the time and it's some of the stuff coming through is just simply amazing. But uh, we've got some good news for you too. If you can't be bothered uh, trying to find our show on iTunes and search around podcasts and that sort of stuff, Belinda McMahon from uh, ALP has been uh, kind enough to post the link to our podcast every Thursday. So there you go. Just click on the link and you can uh, you can hear us first. Okay, okay, crossing live to the uh, Sugarloaf Rock Research Centre, formerly known as the Dunsborough Doomsday Bunker. Fletch, what's, what's hey, been happening, Hey, Cohen, mate? how are you? Oh, nothing's happening, mate. I'm, I'm a little bit bored, actually. Been sitting here in my Dunsborough Doomsday Bunker, Art. looking at Sugarloaf Rock, shot, Sugarloaf Rock shots and um, not, not having any inspiration. Nothing, nothing's coming to me. I need some inspiration, some divine intervention. It's, it's not called the Dunsborough Doomsday Bunker anymore, mate. It's the Sugarloaf, Re, Re, Sugarloaf Rock Research Centre. Just oh, is it? I can't even say that. But yeah, it's, it's too many words. Pretty hard for me yeah. to say. Mate, what have you been doing? You've been shooting down in uh, Esperanzo. I have, I have. I just got back. Yeah, went down mm. with the family, had... Uh, had a great time. My, my, I asked my wife and kids if they enjoyed themselves, and uh, they went, eh. My, well, actually, my wife went, eh, yeah. yeah, it was all right. And the kids were like, oh, so boring. Or, <laughs> really? You know, why did, you know, why did we go yeah. down there? You know, what, you know, the water's too cold, and, you know, binge, 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 bone. Yeah, uh, so did you... it was. But I, I had a great time. I just went off on my own. Oh. <laughs> did you get any good shots? Or... I did, mate. I did. I, I've... Um, in fact, I I, uh, I got the saturation slider and I just went went nuts on oh. the saturation. I, actually, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was ask, channeling somebody. I was going to ask you that actually because how come my saturation slider only goes up to ten, but Peter Eastway, Sir Peter Eastway, his saturation slider goes up to like fifteen. Uh, well, he's he's hacked. He's hacked the software, and we all know he, he uses a PC. I just wish that we could somehow talk to Peter and, and ask him the question ourselves. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing if he just randomly called up? Then we can. Um... We could ask him the uh, the question in person. <laughs> what an amazing coincidence! What the... Oh my god, it's Peter. Oh my Eastway. god! Oh, I, I, I had I had these calls coming down from um, hell, um, coming up to where I am up here in heaven in Sydney, and uh, I could hear all of this stuff, and I heard my name being used. Something about <laughs> saturation, or was it stupefaction? I wasn't quite too sure. Yeah. Peter, Peter hey, how are you? I'm I'm exceedingly well, thank you, young Christian. How, how nice you know, to Yeah, how did you know that we were talking about you? Is any? Well, because you and Carwin <laughs> made up this idea about pretending that I wasn't there, and you talked about being bored, oh, and I was yeah, I was falling asleep. Ruin, I thought, geez, how long is it going to go on? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are having problems with the podcast, are you? Yeah, yeah, we, we, mm. we, we've got no good talent, so we thought we'd get you back because you know, mm. ratings were sliding and, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we haven't we had anyone... to it off quickly, did you? Is that the idea? Yeah, we haven't had anyone important on recently, you know, and mm. Eugene Tan, you know, one of the biggest photographers boring. in Sydney. Yeah, who hasn't had uh, Will Smith getting naked you in know, the gallery? Hangs before. out with rock uh, stars, celebrities. I just want to know who you've been hanging out with lately. Anyone, anyone of any importance? Um, Tony Hewitt. Tony. Oh, actually, we had Tony on the other week too. Oh, so, uh, you're actually going down the list, aren't you? You're getting <laughs> yeah. lower and lower as you come to me, which is very nice of you. I, yeah, I guess who, who are you who are you asking next week? Um, um, oh, well, there's uh, a guy that um, 
yeah, he's just started taking photos and and uh, yeah, he's yeah. not you know he, he wouldn't like... call him a professional. Um, uh, yeah. oh, that's good. At least I'm yeah. better than someone. That, that's good. No. I like to be higher on the list than uh, some of the people. That, yeah, that, that, that's nice. No, he's, over, he's over on the East Coast with you. He's, he's, his name's Ken. Ken Duncan, I believe. <laughs> oh, is Ken going to join us? Is he? Ken. Oh, well, I hope so. He's got the time. You should get Ken on. He'd love to. Oh, we've asked him, but he was too busy. Ah, you're too busy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk. I mean, so so far this has been going for around about 17 minutes, and I don't think you've given anybody any value at all. Um, <laughs> uh, is that is that setting, getting close to the 30 minutes, and then we're finished? Is that the idea? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it's been yeah. enjoyable. So thanks, guys. So um, I'll let you talk to Ken. Is that the idea? Yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you just um, you just got back from Bolivia. What was what was that like? Bolivia was uh, very uh, high octane or high altitude, you might say. Mm. We spent a lot of time at uh, 4,000 to 4,500 metres. Mm. So sort of when you get off the aeroplane, you sort of look a little bit like a goldfish out of, a, out of its bowl where it's gulping for air and you sort of feel a bit the same. But um, it wasn't as bad this time because it was 30 years ago that I went there last and I really remember having high altitude headaches for the first week that I was there. But they say as you get older, your blood gets thinner and it doesn't affect you so much. And I, I don't know whether that's true or not, but it didn't affect me as much and uh, had a great time. Fantastic landscape, sen sensational. How long were you there for? There for nearly, well, it was about three weeks. So I guess we were away for uh, two and a bit actually in Bolivia itself. So, yeah. it, and like I, I always thought of Bolivia as being, you know, really just, you know, the Altiplano and the high altitude locations. But we went down, uh, went with uh, Ignacio, Ignacio Palacios, you know, our friend from uh, yes. Caragini. Ignacio came up with us and did a workshop years and years ago. Yeah. And then he took yep. off and now he's doing better than you and I with workshops. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's, that was <laughs> always going to happen. <laughs> <That'd be right. laughs> not, not hard, is it? Yeah. So, <laughs> no. but, but he, he organised it and he organised a, a great, great trip. And uh, we also went down into the Amazon Basin, mm. down to a couple of rivers uh, along there and went, uh, went past a whole lot of alligators and uh, caiman. No crocodiles for your brother, I'm afraid, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, lots of, they're, they're very similar. Yeah, and did you um, so were you guys setting a few fires down there while you're over there in the Amazon? No, it? no, they'd already been started, so uh, we yeah. didn't do anything more. We just could fan them a bit, and that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it actually um, was it actually smoky down there? Did you mm. notice had uh, Yeah, we did uh, in in our flights over. I mean, it's hard to know whether it's smoke or haze, um, but uh, yes, we certainly saw quite a bit over that way. Mm. Didn't affect most yeah, right. of our photography, though. I mean, at the altitudes, I guess, that we were for a lot of it. Uh, the, the air was unbelievably clear. A little bit like Antarctica. You know, you get down to Antarctica and there's just so this so, so, so little anything in the atmosphere that everything seems to be so close. And it's just this clarity. And mm. it, it's the same up at the high altitudes. There's a real clarity of, uh, of uh, the air and the, the landscapes just look fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um... So how do you get there? Is it, which country do you end up going through? Do you have to, or what country is? Well, we, we flew in via Chile, mm. so yep. into Santiago. Then we went up via Peru and around over into La Paz. Someone was saying that they like to land in La Paz in the evenings or at nights because it's not quite as bumpy and uh, sometimes in the middle of the day it can be problematic. I, 
Oh, they were, um, it was Charlie who told me that. And he's a um, an airline expert. He's one of the uh, flight controllers here in Sydney. So uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he said that that was possibly why we got in at bloody two o'clock in the morning and then a, a taxi down the hill, which was an hour uh, in, a, in a cab because you go from 14,000 feet down to 12,000 feet into, into the town. Wow. And mm-hmm. um, uh, why you would have to do it. But that seems to be the time everybody comes in early in mm-hmm. the morning. So you, yeah. you, you, you need to sleep the next day. Well, I mean, I think flying into Sydney is probably one of the most horrific places you can actually ever land because every time I've been there, there's, there's always been a massive storm and it's always been turbulent and yeah, horrible. So, so I think it must be something about Bolivia and and Sydney. It must be on the same. I, I'm not exactly sure how you made that connection, but that's yeah. that's okay. That's, that's yeah. that sounds like a, a Fletcher connection to me. Yeah. Well, I'm coming to Sydney in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, no, no, about a month's time. About four weeks' time. And uh, I, I bet you, I guarantee that it'll be thunderstorms, bumpy as hell, and 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 horrific. So I'm 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 saying it now. So okay, Carl, no, you wanted to say something, mate? Because Christian's you know just going on about. Um, his, oh, I just totally agree with Christian. Sydney. Every time yeah. <laughs> every time I go into Sydney, it's just it's appalling. It's like welcome, mm. welcome to Sydney, West Australians. We're just going to shake the crap out of you, Pete. What was the um, objective, mate, of Bolivia? Are you, are you putting out another new book, or what's what's the GO, mate? No, we we, we did a um, well. It, it was a place that um, you know, Kathy, my wife, and I we always wanted to go back to. We we were there like as I said, thirty years or so ago, and uh, just felt that there was some some unfinished business. And uh, I, yeah, I've also seen photos of Uni and you know the big long big salt flats with yeah, 200 square kilometres of just white. And um, so we that was one of the places I really wanted to get to. And mm-hmm. <laughs> funnily enough, as we were driving there, um, if you look on a map sort of thing, we were in a little town. And it was about a two-hour drive into Uni, and then we just had to get onto the other side of that town, and that was where our hotel was, and that was at the bottom of the huge salt lake complex. Unfortunately, the locals in Iuni had a bit of a problem with their mayor or something like that, mm. and they blockaded the roads and they weren't letting tourists get through because they apparently the, the mayor was doing bad things or whatever and they were unhappy with him and he wouldn't resign. I don't know what it was, but mm. if you look at Google Iuni blockade, um, it seems that every two years or so they have problems and so they blockade the road. So we thought, mm. no trouble, we'll just go around. So instead of spending two hours going from A to B, we went from A to G to Q to W to Z and then back into B, and that was 13 hours on the road. (laughs) And even worse, when we were coming in the back way, because you're out in the salt flats, I mean, it was dark by then, you could see everything for miles around. And as we Mm. came in, these two headlights turned on just as we were coming into the hotel. And that were a few, uh, that was, it was driven by a couple of, uh, locals from the town and they had gone around the back because they'd heard that people were finding a back way into the hotel Mm. and they came into our drivers and they wanted the drivers to go into town in which case they wouldn't let them back out Mm. when the drivers said no they went put bolts in all of the tires so the following morning our driver said to us listen you guys got to get up early excuse me you got to get up early and um we'll, we'll be parked 200 meters away from the hotel so before dawn, we're there dragging our suitcases across the salt flat mm. for two kilometres because they're not very good with distances over in Bolivia, obviously. Mm. And you know, jumped in the cars and then we, we drove off and everything was OK. But there's a busload of Japanese tourists. Um, and I'm uh, oh, sorry about that. that what that'll be Ken do? Duncan. <laughs> 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 it might be important. Go. 
normally no one rings me because you know no, pick I it don't up. have any pick it up, hey. anymore. Go on, pick it up. But um, pick pick it up and say hello. Yeah, no, go on. no, it'll probably it'll probably be Ken. So. Yeah, um, so. Anyway, we, we managed to get away, but that was very exciting. I've got to say, it was one of those uh, uh, wonderful little stories where, at the time, we were a little bit concerned that if they had stopped us, well, let's put it this way: there was another guy in the hotel, and they had given him permission to walk to the airport. <clears throat> he couldn't drive there, but he could walk there. Now, your question that? to me is, how far is that? Yeah, twenty-one kilometres. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's up a couple of thousand metres or something. Is it? Yeah, that's right, four and a half thousand metres. So yeah, that was that was quite amusing. So anyway, I, I'm not too sure um, if it's sorted out or not. Now I did do a little search on uh, Google yesterday just to see, and uh, it's no 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 talk about it. But uh, there, there you go, fun and games. Mm. But yeah, the landscape was worth it. It was sensational. Yeah. So, so straight out from your hotel, is there good stuff to photograph or do yes, you have to travel? Yes, just walk out and, um, you know, there's, you know, those wonderful hexagonal shapes and everything. But there are quite a lot of um, tyre tracks. So there's, although there are sort of, uh, I guess, areas where everybody drives, it doesn't mean that everybody only drives there. And so you would have to drive out and look for places which hadn't been covered by tyre tracks. I'm yeah. told that it rains there three or four days a year, mm. and you will get times where there's just a thin sheen of water over the salt flat and give you those beautiful reflections. And cool. I guess at some stage that gets rid of some of the, the tyre tracks uh, to some extent, because we certainly found areas where uh, there were very few fire tra uh, few tyre tracks and you could you know, frame up an image where you couldn't see them at all. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So obviously pretty popular with photographers or is it tourists in general or? Yeah, I guess it's popular with tourists in general. I mean, it, you know, the other way in is from um, Chile. You can come from south and come up to it, which, uh, you know, there, every now and then we saw a couple of busloads coming through with 100 people and they'd all get out, walk around on the salt flats, jump back in and drive off again. So uh, yeah. uh, we, we spent the whole day out in the salt flats, got burnt to a... a, a, a yeah. um, yeah, just burnt to a cinder. Um, mm. A little suggestion for people who've got bigger noses like you and me, Christian, is to remember <laughs> to put sunscreen underneath your nose because uh, it all gets uh, reflected salt. And, yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> the difference between Bayouni and you know, the West Australian salt flats or the Australian, like, you know, even even uh, Lake Eyre, et cetera. It's, it's just the size. It's just, mm. you know, giant. It just goes yeah. on and on for it. Must be. Um, I know when you when you're out in those salt lakes, it's so glary. Did you wear sunglasses the whole time, or were you uh, just sort of squinting like? I've had like, sunglasses. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that can it just yeah, it's unbloody unforgiving that sort of stuff. You are looking so, very suntan, Pete. Like you're looking suntan and well and goaty there and. Yeah, good, he's a bit goatyish. A bit, good, good, bit yeah, man, I, isn't he? I, I th th thanks, thanks, Carl. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I wish I could say the same about you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you might. <laughs> 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 Carl looks a bit sunburned at the moment. You, you Actually, he looks bit... as though he's got a good tan. Christian, you're looking a little bit pale. You must have been, you know, in this yeah. what, this, this dungeon of yours. Isn't it? It's, it's in a, a uh, an old um, shipping container. Is that right? It is. It is. It is. Yep. Um, but no, I've been doing the Epidex, uh treatment. Oh, yeah, remember, okay. Remember, yeah. yeah, so, but I was, uh, I was very brave and went for the whole face. So last week I was just, I was, I looked like a drug user. I was, yeah, I've got to do method. that again as well. So, but yeah. is this, um, is this podcast designed for old men or for young people? Uh, <laughs> well, mostly just know. our friends. Like, they're the only listeners. There's like five yeah, of them. Yeah. yeah my parents, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, 
And so what else is in Bolivia besides the salt lakes? Obviously, there's some mountains, but is there anything else that's... Yeah, the, the volcanoes. There's some you know wonderful volcanoes around. Down in the Amazon basin as well, it was the wildlife. Uh, and I really had a lot, you know, a lot of fun with the birds and uh, the alligators. Well, there are a few pink porpoises down there, pink dolphins, but... Um, we, we did see them, but they are they are an exercise in frustration trying to photograph. Um, yeah, I think a few me. of the photographers with us, they got some really good shots, but um, I'm still waiting to see whether I, I got any at all. And the honest answer is no, I didn't. Can, can I just, um, I, I've just got to say, um, I shoot, you know, quite often on the on Swan, Swan River here in Perth. And we could go there right now and I guarantee we'll see, see dolphins. But if you've got your camera with you, they just don't appear. Yeah. They say that the dolphins are far more intelligent than humans, and I'm beginning to believe that that's correct. Mm, mm. And they have these pink dolphins. Now, I know Christian would love to go there because of his affinity with pink as a colour and how mm. he loves it and wears it a lot and all mm. that sort of stuff, but they, <laughs> they really are actually a pinkish colour. Mm. And uh, they're, they're not particularly handsome in the way of dolphins, but mm. um, they are definitely very smart. And people go swimming with them. Now... Take this as an idea. Yeah, it's a little bit like the billabongs up in the north of Australia. And as the summer proceeds and everything dries up, all the water you know, retracts into just the, the water, you know, just the river itself. Mm. And the water gets lower and lower. So when we're there, we're looking up to the top of the banks, which you know, might be you know, 10, 20 feet above us in some places. Mm. And so the water is getting shallower and shallower. And along the edges of the river, are caiman and alligators like every 20 feet. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't get off your your dinghy, your, uh, your canoe because there are just so many of these reptilian fellows floating yeah. around there. You can have a long day. And, people, and, 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 you know, as you go past, you know, the alligators you know, sl- slide into the water thinking, ooh, those look like <laughs> Australian tourists. They're really <laughs> yummy. I'm going to get sucked into them. So... We, we come around the corner to and in the corners and the bends of the river is a place where the, the dolphins often play. And there are all of these other um, uh, canoes lined up with tourists. And you know they're tourists because they're all beetroot red because yep. they haven't put any sunscreen on and they've been out for the day looking right. at the uh, looking for the dolphins. And the water is muddy. You mm. can't see anything. It's just really thick with mud. So you've got no idea how deep it is or what's underneath. And there are people out there swimming because they want to swim with the dolphins. <laughs> what about the alligators? What about the caiman? Oh, they don't eat much. But they a, just need a leg. But a caiman, maybe two legs. A caiman, but you've still got arms. You know, yeah. What's the problem? Caiman aren't that, aren't that bitey, though, are they? Or do they? I reckon they'd be bitey. I wasn't going in, that's for sure. They, they said, <laughs> bring along your swimmers. I said, what for? I mean, the water was putrid. Now, look. Yeah. Take away what the people put into there. I mean, what all the animals were putting into there. It certainly wasn't. Well, it wasn't clean place. It wasn't a swimming pool. Not, not for me. Call, call, call me a Puritan. Call me what you like. But I wasn't going to. wasn't going to go swimming in that. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good, mate. It doesn't Fair sound good. Well, that's uh, that's the total opposite to uh, to Esperance, of course. You've been to mm. Esperance, haven't you, Pete? I have indeed. Yes. Yep. And the, and the water down there is is clear and blue and, and beautiful. Cold. cold. Mm. Yep. Um, yep. But I still didn't put my my swimmers on and go for a swim down there either. So, yeah. And uh, so, what what gear did you take over there, mate? Did you like with your animal stuff? What are you shooting with the animals with? Yeah. So, well, I, well, no, I didn't use the phase on this one. Um, I I, t- I took my Fuji XT3. Um, I made a mistake. I took the 100 to 400 Fuji zoom, mm. and that's a nice sharp lens. 
but the, I've got the 200 F2, which is just diabolically sharp. And I, I didn't take that this time, and I don't know why. I didn't realise how much wildlife there was, but that was my mistake. I think the 200 at F2, because it's quite dark, and we, um, not obviously in the middle of the day, but we were shooting often under a canopy of trees, like we had some cappuccino monkeys, I think they were called. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, there's tucked in amongst the trees. And so it's very dark. And I would be shooting at ISO 3200 mm -hmm. to have enough shutter speed because I needed a, a thousandth of a second shutter mm -hmm. speed to make sure that the monkeys weren't blurred because, mm -hmm. you know, there's all, all very well having a nice uh, background. Yeah, but if you've got this blurry yeah. animal across the front, it doesn't work. Monkeys, so I needed mm -hmm. to ramp the ISO up. And at f4.5, f5.6, yeah, you know, if I'd been shooting at f2, um, you know, I wouldn't have needed such a high ISO and I could have had a faster shutter speed. So that was one little mistake. Um, mm -hmm. On the other side, I took the A-series, the Phase 1 A-series with the 150 megapixel back, and that was for the landscape. So I just mm -hmm. had an ultra-wide, a, a slight-wide, and a moderate telephoto lens with me, and that was, yeah, so it was the 23, the 70, and the 180. And um, oh, that, you know, we, we were shooting up the top of La Paz, which is the the capital of, it's the biggest city at any rate in Bolivia, I think it's the capital, and um, as you look over the edge of the Altiplano, the airport's up the top, it's like this huge big Grand Canyon sort of um, valley, and it is just covered with little one and two story dwellings over the sides, it's just amazing. And so mm. when you're standing there, there's just tens of thousands of buildings over the sides of the slope, and the 150 megapixel back, you know, sh sharply focused on a tripod, and mm. you just keep enlarging up the image and i've got a photograph where oh, i would be four kilometers away on the other side of the hill there's this little cross um a christian cross from a church and it, it's like you know i don't know 50 pixels high or something on the image and then down below i can see a guy there kneeling praying in front of it yeah, and yeah. that's yeah it just blew me away you know this guy just standing there that was mm. just just incredible the detail so beautiful beautiful place and uh the the 150 megapixel really just blew my way my, my mind away just 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 yeah. worked flawlessly yeah. and, and that was on your alpha was it that was using yeah. the alpha so it's you know taking the xf it's quite heavy and it's it it would work for wildlife to some extent but you know like the 240 mil um on the xf you can use autofocus but it's not super fast mm. and then i'm only taking one frame every second or so with the Fuji, you can shoot at eight or 10 frames a second, hose down the wildlife and just get exactly you know, like birds flying. You know, I'm not going to get necessarily exactly the right shot. I got some great shots of flamingos in the air because I could hose them down. So just mm. using the technology to Spray, get the shot. So once the focus is locked on, just keep pressing the button and hopefully you get the right gesture, the right nuance of the wings and as they're flapping up and down. Well, there you go. That was uh, an unexpected surprise, Sir Peter Eastway. Just randomly, just randomly, randomly called us. Make sure you check out Australian Landscape Photographers' uh, Facebook page. And uh, just to let you know, too, there, Belinda, who runs the page, is going to post a link to Lightminded every Thursday. So you can be one of the first people to check it out. And make sure you do. Uh, we might um, get Sir Peter Eastway back next week, next Thursday. So we'll see you then. Bye.